It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. I love looking at the the show rundown and seeing two rants in the opening segment. Two rants. Judd rants on Wild. Phil rants on Twitter idiots. <laughs> is that that is what it says? Very specific. Twitter idiots, yeah. Very specific, Very specific list of Twitter idiots, though. It's probably a little harsh, but are we going to make na- it as easy as possible for you guys? Are we going to name Twitter idiots by name by twi- <laughs> by Twitter handle? Guess we'll have to find oh, out. Please do. One can only hope. We <laughs> make my day. Um, so it's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North on fifteen hundred. And scorenorth.com. You can also find us on social media and live streaming Purple Daily every day at noon. And today, live streaming, write that down at 5 (laughs) o'clock on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, all at Scorenorth. We also have an Instagram account. That's also at Scorenorth. But uh, why don't we, I feel like we've, we've done a little bit of ramping up this week when it comes to Judd's hockey rants. But it is now time. For Judd Zolgad to start the show ranting about the Minnesota Wild, Rami. I really thought yesterday he, you know, he got at least the the start of what Judd wanted from the Wild, which is trade everybody. Yeah. So I was like, well, there's no way he can really get upset about the Wild right, from here on out, they're right? Doing what he wants. Exactly. To do. They're they're bottoming out. They're tanking. So there isn't anything bad that can happen at this. Actually, winning would be bad. At this point in Judd's world. But yet somehow today, as you pointed out, Phil, we we look at the rundown and there's Judd rants on the wild. So I've written this. <laughs> I've talked about it in the prep room. And now I'm going to bring it to the, the air. Because I went last night after the Nino trade was completed. Players found out about 430 or so. Hey, your buddy's been traded. We made the first of trades and we're going to keep making them. So these clowns come out last night. And lay down, and I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I love the word clowns. So I'm not. Much. I'm not kidding. And this is the players. This is not the coaching staff. This has nothing to do with the executives. Clowns. Lay down like a bunch of bleeding dogs. Three goals. <laughs> what did you expect? Three goals by the Ducks in the first seven minutes and fifty-eight seconds of this game. All right. Yeah, the body is dead. They're, okay. They're. <laughs> good buddy. They're good. But their good friend Nino Niederreiter is traded. So Paul Fenton goes on a conference call before this game and puts the players, the rest of this team, on notice and says, hey, look, you know what? I'm making decisions now based on you. This is a you thing. Show me what you're 
if you're going to be good, be good. If you're not going to be good, don't be good. And these clowns, again, flip him, the figurative hockey bird, and essentially scream, trade me next. Now, here's what really ticks me off. I saw tweets last night. Upset Wild fans. How can you trade Nino? Nino is good. He scored 20. This isn't a good trade. These people realize that Chuck Fletcher was fired last spring, so this could happen, right? These people are saying, you can't trade him. Now, here's where I'm very conflicted. I can't tell that you're conflicted. And this is this is the tough thing. I'm very conflicted because the last four games now against bottom-feeding, just horse bleep teams have served as the greatest days in Paul Fenton's life because he can now hit the detonate button with, with this group of underachievers with no fear. And by the way, the Ducks, the Ducks had lost 12 consecutive games going into last night. Yeah, but it's hockey. I mean, 12 consecutive games. What, okay, hold on. If you have a, go ahead. Sorry. All right. I have five questions for you. Don't right. stop this magic. All right. So I've got a list of guys. Pack your bags and get prepared because you're gone. Eric Stahl, gone. Come on down. Charlie Coyle, gone. Oh, and by the way, the Coyle soundbite is just glorious. The Coyle soundbite last night, if we have that available, is just great. Can you find that? I think Jonathan stuck it on the page. We knew they were a desperate team coming in. Uh, they came out hard. They came out harder than us. Uh, you know, they get a couple right off the bat, and it puts us in a hole right, you know, right from the start, and that's not ideal. They were desperate, Judd. They were yeah. desperate. If they lost twelve straight, they were desperate to come out and compete. And your buddy just got traded, and you come out like a bunch of pigs and play like that, and then give me the downtrodden. <laughs> well, they were desperate. They were trying hard. But you know this is you know this is who they Mikhail are. Mikhail Granlund. They are who we thought they were. If I can get your value up at all, you're gone. And oh, by the way, also, and I know this guy's beloved in the community, and his family is beloved, and he's become one of us. Jason Zucker. If I can trade you. I'm going to trade you. Good riddance to everyone that I can get rid of. But Paul Fenton essentially fired. He fired the bullet last night and said, show me what you're made of. And this group of guys against the, uh, by the way, not a good team, 12 consecutive losses. Okay. So we know the ducks stink 12 consecutive losses. This is what you do to a crowd that by the way, paid a lot to be there and was delivered a horse bleep product. So I took, I took the trade of Niederreiter, not to mean, show me what you're made of, but to mean, okay, this isn't really working out. Yeah, that was the towel flying in from the corner. That's that's, that's kind of the, that the, the beginning yeah. of it. It was right. a tepid towel. It was an attempt to see what these guys would do next. And for them to come out and give up three goals within the first eight minutes of that game and to play like they did... I was there. They literally stood around. I think we need to make a rule that you can't go to a wild. You need time off. <laughs> no. You you have to take no. like 30 days hiatus. off. No. Yeah. You know what it is? The wild, the wild game is going to the divorce lawyer break. with my ex-wife. And we're going to split these damn assets right down the middle if it kills me. I'm pulling up the wild schedule right now. I'm looking for home games here. We need to find... Tomorrow night, Columbus. It's <laughs> just Front, got like circled, circled and circled centered. Red. Circled. His whole calendar, it's a wild calendar, just says red rum across the whole. <laughs> Front and, and center at that game. Wait, so we need to find things for Judd to do starting tomorrow night, January 19th 
at seven o'clock. Alter- okay. Alternatives to hockey? Is that what you're saying? We yes. need to find alternatives to hockey 8 for Judd tomorrow. It's hockey day in Minnesota. That's the cutest right, little thing we've ever developed. Yeah. Uh, they're also home against the Blackhawks. <laughs> you, actually, you got a two week hiatus. They're not home again until February second against the Blackhawks. But I think. I think a 30-day timeout period here could do you some, some no, good. No, you know, we're splitting the assets right down the you know, middle here. You know what I find hilarious? Judd just sarcastically referred to Hockey Day Minnesota and then took a sip of coffee from his Hockey Day Minnesota <laughs> mug. <laughs> it was free. I didn't say I'm not a hypocrite. This is a nice mug, too. They sent me a gift package from Hockey Day. Look at this, Rami. It's got the nice little insulated nice. thing inside wow. there. Yeah, no, it's very nice. That's from Caribou. But it's very just, nice. But it's just the cutest little bag. Literally holding a Hockey yeah, Day in Minnesota mug. Yeah, it was free. I'm in the media. He literally, wow. in one motion, mocked Hockey Day Minnesota and then took a sip of his coffee from his Hockey Day Minnesota mug. In the same, in the same motion, one fell swoop. This is a nice... Nice mug. I am not going to turn it down. It's just a publicity stunt. We were raised in the state. Anyway. Anyway, nice response to your buddy being traded. Okay, but again, I looked at it and said, okay, this is the trading Nino Niederreiter is the beginning of what's likely to be multiple trades over the next, what, three weeks until the trade deadline? February 25th. So, well, over a month until the trade deadline. Yep. And so I didn't I didn't view it as, well, now they're going to come out like their backs are against the wall last night. If you would have asked me before before the game last night, what's the more likely thing that happens that uh, they kind of shrug their shoulders and they're and they get beat by a team they shouldn't get beat by? I would have said that's that's the most likely outcome that happens that they're not going to rally because Nino Niederreiter got traded and Eric Stahl's about to get traded in three weeks. I'm just asking. Have they ever have they ever? Yeah, yes, they ra- they rallied. That's the. The maddening no, 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 thing no, no, no. about this team, have they, they do ev- rally. Have they ever shown you yeah. during a moment of, not? I'm not talking about like, okay, when they when they, they have a two-month stretch and they have to make the playoffs. I mean, in a moment of distress, uh-huh. have they ever shown you that they're likely to flip a switch in a key moment of distress? Other than the one game seven, ironically, that Nino Niederreiter scored a game-winning goal in the playoffs. In the, reg- in the regular season, yes, they have. I just expected them to actually come out last night and do their job, which is skating, they didn't do that. They didn't yeah. care. They didn't care. But you know what? This does. This is the greatest four-game span for Paul Fenton ever because this allows him now to go to Craig and say, Craig, it ain't working at all. I'm going to blow up the rest of this roster. But I, I just want the listeners and the fans to stop complaining about these trades because you're not going to get a ton back. And ultimately, this is the right hey, move. Rami, I'm with it. So Rami is uh, is new to the Twin Cities, yes. and he's new to our show and score north on 1500. So are you at all familiar with Hockey Day Minnesota? I am not. What is that? So, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's my very mug. popular coffee mug. Okay. I see that. So Hockey Day Minnesota started a number of years ago, probably seven or eight years ago, and it's in Fox Sports North does all day. They pick a Saturday, and they do all day a couple high school games. They'll go out four hours up to the peak northern parts of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll... It kind of depends on the year, but they'll give you a couple high school games outdoors. They'll give you a, maybe a gopher hockey game sometimes okay. outdoors. They'll yeah. give you a wild game at night. And it's, it's just high hockey. school, yep. right. wall high school, wall college, hockey. and pro right. hockey. And so I've never been a huge hockey guy, as listeners know. Like I am very much a front-running bandwagon hockey fan. If mm-hmm. the Wild are in the playoffs, I'm in for every game. Sure. Judd's been a diehard, lifelong hockey fan for five decades. Why is it that you hate Hockey Day Minnesota? Hate's too strong. It's just, it's too cute. 
It's too cute. It, it's stolen. Canada started to do this like 10 years back. And then, of course, the t- TV folks here were like, oh, this is a great idea. And the Wild was too. And so they started this whole idea of all-day hockey. I don't hate it. It's just, it's so cute. And inevitably, it seems like the Wild stinks around this time. I think Yo got fired around it last time when he was fired back, what, four years ago now? So hate's too strong. It's just too precious for me. How do they make it less cute? And more digestible for you. Fights, st- <laughs> stick work, no masks. Skip the hockey. Just you get to what? the fights. High school kids, no helmets. <laughs> hockey day in Minnesota, nobody wears a helmet. Let's have some stick work. It'll be more fun. God. Did I see right that Matt Dumba confirmed his shoulder injury happened during a fight? Yeah. Yeah, we, we knew that, oh, basically. He was, he was getting pulled, and I think he ripped his pectoral, right? I believe that that's what he did. He was in a fight with uh, Kachuk, and he went, and I think he went and grabbed or something like that, and the uh, pectoral ripped, which I'm sure is very, very comfortable. Yeah, we need more fighting in hockey. That's another. That's another. One. I just said no, no uh, helmets. I didn't say there had to be yeah. fights. You know, just take off the lids for one game. High school kids. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Hockey so, day. Uh, let's right. do some teeth. Thirty day cooling off period for you. 30 day or at least a seven day cooling off period from talking about the wild well, if they now off make the trades, start of the show in rant form. If they now continue to make trades, I'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say seven days because we don't want to go 30 days without that content. I'm <laughs> 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 just losing his mind over the wild. Seven days. Thanks, I think, Rami. I think Thanks seven days is good. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new score north on 1500. Uh, Rami, do you have any, whether it's topics in your career doing this for a living or just things in your life, like things that just trigger you when, when, when a topic gets brought up or someone says something about a sports topic that, that triggers you into a rant. Let me think about that. I don't know if there's one topic in particular that I can necessarily say sets me off every time. Cardinals fans. Cardinals fans do it. Notre Dame does it. Uh, you and I, I'm, I'm going to lay in the weeds oh, on this. But. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be good. I'm Judd, Judd, when that happens, just come over here for protection. I am for so safety. looking forward oh, to this know, day. My grandfather played for Newt Rockney. Okay. And I'm going to give you the, if, if you if you come at me, bro, I'm going to give you the fighting Irish <laughs> punching guy. Stamp. He's actually doing it right now. <laughs> I am going to set this up sometime next week for this rant to happen in the studio. Can't I wait. want this content. <laughs> Anytime something terrible happens to the Cubs, I'm good for I'm good for a rant. Um, but I don't, and the NCAA gets on my nerves, but I think they get on everybody's nerves. So I don't know if I'm necessarily unique in that way. I don't know sure. if I. I mean, I, I'm 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 ready to erupt anytime on any given subject. <laughs> but I don't know if there's one one topic or one debate that necessarily does it every. Oh, actually, you know what? Steroids and baseball. Oh, really? PEDs? Are you, are you pro or anti? anti? <laughs> very, very anti. He's pro. Very anti. Darn it, Barry Bonds was. Well, you don't st- think Barry like, Bonds is a Hall of Famer? Like to the point where I think records should be ripped out of books. Oh God, and just not even mentioned. Yeah. So and no, Barry Bonds shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player of all time. Uh, the Pete Rose debate. Don't do that. Now you're just trying. <laughs> <laughs> the Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame debate. Jonathan, be making um, notes on this too. Uh, so uh, baseball uh, steroids debate will have to be base- had next Yeah, week. steroids in baseball and Pete Rose getting in the Hall of Fame. We're just going to have a first take day where you two go at it. So, so Rose, yes or no? <laughs> no. He's out. And he should be. Okay. Yeah. Let's hold on. Oh, let's let's, let's okay. bank this for next week. Let's yeah. bank these for okay. this. is good. This is good. Let's get to the topic. Because... because the thing there's I'm mostly reserved and have I would say clear headed judgment when it comes to things except maybe five or six things and twins payroll is one of them. 
Twin, we we always have an annual opening day payroll show when the opening day opening day payrolls come out, and, mm-hmm. and I think that show is happening two or three months early today because I woke up and I just start scrolling through Twitter and I just see like payroll. So there's angst among Twins fans, and I the initial thing that set me off was a tweet by the editor in chief of Baseball Prospectus, that would be Aaron Gleeman. And I'll just read his tweet because it's the thing that triggered me this morning into mm-hmm. ranting at seven fifteen from like from my bed. I don't have the energy for that at 7.15, man. (laughs) I shouldn't either. And he said, for many years, the Twins cited 50% of revenue as what they would or could spend on player payroll. I think there's angst that the Twins have only spent, what, $90 million? If if the season started today, they'd be under $100 million. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to Forbes, he writes, their revenue was $261 million in 2017. It figures to approach $300 million this year. Their current payroll is $96 million. Well, my first response was, Okay, so I don't even remember them promising the 50%. I think they had alluded to, Dave St. Peter had said at one point, we try to keep it in that 50% range. I don't even know where that's at compared to other teams. But $261 million in revenues, and then the next year they spent $130 million on their opening day payroll. So like, Let me do the math. It's exactly 50%. It is. You're right. But my, yeah. my grander point here is I wish as Twins fans and people, whether it's media who covers the Twins or Twins fans, I'm so sick of having this annual discussion about why the Twins don't spend more money. When if you look at baseball revenue rankings and baseball market rankings and baseball payroll rankings, the Twins are in line almost every year in lockstep with where they should be. The Twins are 20th in team valuation. The Twins are 20th or 22nd in TV revenue coming in. They're 19th in market size rank, and they're always around like 20th in payroll. So, like, why is it hard to figure out why the Twins don't spend with the Yankees, why the Twins don't spend with the Philadelphia Phillies, some of these big markets across the league? I wish we talked more about, okay, here's the reality. The Twins, much like the Indians, the Twins most years are going to be in a certain area, 15th, 20th, 23rd in payroll. How can they outsmart and out-savvy some of the other front offices and organizations in baseball. I wish that that's the conversation we had on a more regular basis, and I guess we can, or you guys can tell me that I'm an idiot. No, the Twins should spend more money. But that's where I was at this morning at 7.15, just like in a fog from probably having an extra cocktail the night before and scrolling through Twitter. You're right when you say that they're they're right around 20th in market size and revenue and TV deals, so... Reasonably speaking, they should be around 20th in payroll, except for, and I would, I would have to go through and look at it, how many of those markets that are bigger than them are not even trying to win right now? You know what I mean? Because baseball has turned into the rebuilding league, where at, at, at least like half the league right now is is blowing it up, tearing it down, and starting from scratch and building from the foundation up. If If you're in a bigger market... But that's that's the phase of of your of your franchise that you're in right now. Then I think the Twins should be able to outspend you, unless unless they're in that position right now. But I don't get the sense that they are. You don't go out and sign Nelson Cruz if that's in the position where you are, where you tear it down to the ground and build it back up from the foundation, from the ground up. If there are bigger markets who aren't trying to win right now, you should be outspending those bigger markets. Should you not? I think it depends on what you're spending on, though. Except for the fact that Royce was told what. A month ago or more, by a source that basically they they were going to present 
having a payroll around $90 million for this year and that there was actually some concern. They meaning Falvey and Falvey Levine. and Levine. And that there was actually some concern that ownership was going to kick it back and say, you can't because we, we've got to sell more tickets. So there is, but, but here's, okay, here's the difficult conversation for me in baseball now. Uh, there are some sports in which tanking is just possible. You, you can tank. Baseball and football are weird ones. And so I guess my question back to you is how many teams right now are actively tanking? And in baseball, how do we define that? So like if the twins are like, we, we don't want to go all in and go up to 140 or something like that until 2020. But does that mean they're actively tanking? Does that mean that they just don't think it's time to spend as much as they will? I, I think try and paint with a super broad brush. Oh, the Pirates and Royals are tanking, right? I don't know that that's an accurate description. Well, I think I, I, two things. It to, to Back to Rami's question, too. It, it depends on what you're spending your money on. So Craig Kimbrell is a name. Craig Kimbrell, according to reports, wants, I think it's a five-year contract for $100 million. He wants big-time money. He wants 18 to $25 million a year as one of the best relievers in baseball. He's also been throwing gas without surgery for about 10 years. Right. It's Take not as much now. about people kind of look at, well, they're only spending $90 million and $95 million on the 2019 payroll. So why don't you up that? And the way the Twins front office views it is, right, we told, definitely. If Craig Kimbrell wants to sign for $30 million for one year, in. But Craig Kimbrell wants to be signed until he's 34 or 35 years old. That's why he hasn't signed a contract yet, because he hasn't got the length of contract that he's looking for. So from what I gather, and even just having conversations with people over there, it's not that the it's not that the poll ads are telling Falvey and Levine, don't spend money. They spent $130 million last year, mm-hmm. which was a little bit below league average, but it's the most that the Twins have ever spent on a payroll. And by choice, Falvey and Levine have said, we want to get this nucleus right first before we get a little bit squirrely with multi-year contracts. Nelson Cruz, I think, is a really good signing. I do, too. Jonathan Scope, I think, is a really good buy-low candidate. And I think if you're looking to add maybe a semi-reckless four- or five-year multi-year deal for a starting pitcher or for a reliever, you better be sure that your window is open so that, A, you don't miss it, and, B, you're not stuck with bad contracts like Phil Hughes, Ricky Nolasco, Irvin Santana, Joe Maurer. The list goes on of bad contracts the Twins have had the last five years when their window wasn't open. Yeah, and I don't, my thought. I don't think you should spend just for the sake of spending. I, I, I don't want Craig Kimbrell until the age of 34. And let's be real, when you look at Major League Baseball and the free agent market these last two off-seasons, these guys are not getting what they're holding out for and what they go into the market expecting. Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are still free agents for a reason, because nobody has ponied up the 250 300 million dollar contracts that they and Scott Boris were expecting. It's just not happening. So I don't mind laying in the weeds and waiting out a Craig, a Craig Kimbrell or whoever else might be on your wish list or at the top of your target list and seeing if you can get them a little bit cheaper. But, Judd, to answer your question, I mean, you can look right here in the division and, and I can, I mean, you look at the Tigers, they're not trying to win right now. I, I think you can say that they're in a rebuild phase. But they're spending still. The Royals. Contracts, yeah. Yeah, but they, they have old bad contracts that yes. they still have on the books. Yes. The Royals aren't trying to win right now. And if the White Sox can't land Manny Machado, it's another developmental year for the White Sox. The only two teams in the division who are legitimately trying to take the AL Central this year are the Indians and, and 
a distant second you you would probably say is the twins. Why is the perception in pro sports that if you don't if you don't spend if you don't go spend 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 sign guys that that it's that it's uh, um, a not sign fine. a sign that you are trying to give up because I will give you a prime example it is not baseball it is in the National Football League one of the if not the richest free agent contract in all of football last year was signed in Egan. By Cousins, three years, $84 million. Last I checked, the Vikings aren't still playing and have not been playing since week 17 of the season. That. I'm going to fact check Yeah, you. Yeah, because no, I'm not quite sure about they're that. Yep. And, in fact, in, sure. and in fact, they were beaten in their last game and knocked out of the playoffs by your Chicago Bears. Congratulations. Were they? But the point, the point being is our patience is so low now, and the problem is the flip side to this conversation is the nuance of building rosters in all sports now is different and it's changing and it's probably improving, but we don't have the patience for that. And so we say, if you don't go bid on Machado and Harper and this guy and that guy, then you're not trying. The problem is if you do and you're wrong, you're caught, you're stuck with the contract for a long, long time. And then we're left saying, so you went and spent on Ricky Nolasco. Are you an idiot? Yeah. Yeah, it's, and, and I should I should clarify too because do I think the Twins should spend most years more than if they, if they, if right now the number is like ninety six million and I think that would rank them probably bottom five or six in payrolls they shouldn't be bottom five payroll team so I'm not excusing them being a bottom five payroll team but I will grant a pass to a front office I think is doing a really good job building some things behind the scenes I think they have an incredible pool of young talent. I like the stabs they've taken in free agency. All of us wanted Lance Lynn in a Twins uniform. A baggy, very baggy, large Twins uniform. And he was terrible. All hey, of he us, carried some extra weight, okay? Lay did. off him. All of us wanted the 30-plus home runs of Logan Morrison. It was a good signing on paper. and it didn't. So I, I like the Nelson Cruz signing. I like what they've done with build nucleus, gather young talent, supplement with some short-term, mostly risk-free deals, and then pounce when it's time to pounce and that's where i know that skeptical twins fans going to say they never pounce this front office i think is going to be different and you can hold me accountable for that if they aren't if we look back two years from now and they've missed their chance to go and get a little bit frisky and maybe make a big trade that organ that organizationally they haven't made in the last 10 years absolutely come back and throw it at me but i think this front office is smart and i think i'm going to trust what they're doing process wise and if you're a twins fan if you want to fret right now and say what are they doing what's going on you have two concerns so no one buxton those are your concerns if they develop the window comes open really quickly if they don't you're in trouble and i will contend to my dying day that nelson cruz has been signed yes to hit bombs that's great but if nelson cruz can rub off on sano in mm-hmm. a positive way that's way more important so if you're if you're looking for okay what's the nuance of why i should fret the fretting is about those two players if they don't develop you you're going to have to hit the reset button again if they do you're probably in really good shape by 2020 yeah a team in a market like minnesota like the twin cities you depend far more on improvement from within and developmental, uh, the developmental portion of your organization than you do on spending money or making trades and bringing in big ticket free agents yeah. and players. I think, I, and, we'll, and we can take calls on this. We'll get to Mark here in just a second. Mark and Hopkins, 651 646 8255, score north on 1500. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami. It's a lot easier just from a quick snapshot headline perspective to say, not spending enough. Then on the other side, to try and dissect and analyze why a developmental pipeline is not working properly, right? right. Something we can't really see or right. get our hands on. Yep. Uh, all right, Mark and Hopkins, tell me I'm an idiot. 
no, you're not an idiot. I completely agree with you on the on the concept of um, the Twins. They they're just not going to do it with spending big. It's evidence with what happened in what was it, 2013, 2014, when they went after Ricky Nolasco. And I know you outlined that. I was actually looking through that thread this morning. I think the thing that you missed was just the grander point of um, just signing like a quality option and um, eat. Aaron Gleeman, he didn't reference necessarily um, a bunch of guys, but he did say, like, watch 10 quality options, sign reasonable contracts elsewhere, while we only added Blake Parker. So I get that perspective, and um, he highlighted, like, Adam Ottavino being signed by the Yankees and him being signed to a reasonable three-year, $27 million contract. So I see both sides of the argument, but I do agree. the, The Twins fan out there that keeps saying that, you know, we need to make a big splash signing to ever be good. It's just furthest thing from the truth. It's just it's just not the way it's going to work. Yeah, Mark, uh, thanks for the call there. One, one quick note on Adam Adovino, and he is coming over from the National League, Colorado, so American League, National League. But that dude's from New York City and probably grew up a huge Yankees fan, too. So if the Yankees and the Twins are both looking at it, there's other circumstances that go into – well, here's 10 players. Why didn't the Twins get one of them? Well, maybe they didn't like five of them for contract reasons or age reasons, and then maybe the other five, one of them's from New York City and the Yankees want it. You know, there's, it's never as simple as, well, why didn't the Twins get that player? Or why didn't the Vikings get that player? Well, the Vikings wanted Andrew Whitworth a couple years ago. Didn't they have him in for a visit, or did he cancel a visit? Like, they wanted Andrew canceled. Whitworth. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth signed with the lowly Rams at the time. Well, why didn't the Vikings go get him? I don't know, because he wanted to play for Sean McVay. Yeah, it takes, two, it takes two to tangle. The guy has yeah. to want to be in that place. And, so build and, from within, and you don't, you know, you don't, you don't have, have to worry, worry about, that, about that. You have con- control of him for six years. Yeah. By the way, just because you agree with Judd doesn't mean he's not an idiot. Like, you can agree with <laughs> no, him that on what... Fi- that was Phil he said that. Or Phil, I'm yeah. sorry. No, okay. no, no, I'm no, sorry. and I agree, I agree with you about that. <laughs> just because you mean, agree he's with okay, him. but sort of a moron at times, I don't know. <laughs> So I don't know. It's just one of the th- the, the payroll thing. Just always, it's. I feel like we've been stuck Does on that conversation it's for lazy? ten years. Because yes, it, it's always just seemed to me to be like, well, they don't spend more. No, they well, don't, and they're not going to. Like, but, if you're banging your head against that wall every day, then you're going to have a severe, a very severe concussion. Are, are there guys on the market right now who you think are in the Twins' price range who who are who haven't been snatched up yet? Well, that's a tricky question because everybody on the market is within their price range, including Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. In terms of just realistically say, speaking, but let's say Manny Machado wants thirty million dollars a year over eight years. He wants two hundred forty million over. Like that is within the Twins' price range, and it would take them up to two hundred or to one hundred twenty-five million dollars. I think, and we actually had a great conversation with Derek Falvey about this on our show two months ago, and he was pretty forthright saying there you got to be careful when when you're a, when you're not a team like the Dodgers that at one point had 80 million dollars on couches 2 years ago they had dudes like Carl Crawford making 20 million dollars retired for 2 years yeah. they were paying Matt Kemp 20 million dollars to play for the Padres at one point and so if you're not one of those teams that can absorb your mistakes you do have to be really careful and diligent about locking yourself into bad long-term contracts i get that i also think the twins probably could have been more aggressive on the reliever market this offseason. But I'm not going to take them to the woodshed because their goal is to build something that is sustainable for the next five or ten years. I think they're close with a lot of different pieces. 
So I think this front office, I come from the perspective that this front office is doing a bang-up job behind the scenes. They're looking at the game the right way. They're looking at the game the way that the Astros look at the game, the way that the Red Sox look at the game, the way that the Cubs and Theo Epstein look at the game. And I'm pretty confident that that process is going to lead to winning years for the next five or ten. Sustainable so, success. Yes. I, I think that's the key thing, too, because pop-up uh, seasons are fun. I mean, it's great. You know, team goes from being bad to a playoff berth, and you're like, oh, this is fantastic. But the older I get, the more I want you to be legitimately good for a long time. And that means playoff runs. That means can you build – because the Twins have done this now. I mean, they, they you know, so they shocked people two years ago, wild card berth. And it was fun. But ultimately, if you come back to me and say, okay, 2019 is not going to be great again. 2020 is going to get better. And 2021 is going to start a five-year run of success. I'll take that now. Because I'm just – I'm tired of – well, we made the playoffs, and that was fantastic. The wild. Okay, well, yeah, that's great, but at some point in time, advance, make a conference finals, make a Stanley yeah. Cup. Okay, what about this argument? Someone just emailed in. John here said, I really enjoy everything that you guys have brought to the Twins community on the Touch em All show, but Phil, you are coming off to me very unsympathetic to a real complaint. Billionaires took money to build a stadium, Target Field. That money could have been used in many other ways, helped lots of people, instead it created a beautiful place to pay full price to watch baseball games, it's only useful for baseball fans. If they won't spend uh, if they won't spend money like was promised, people in the media should be angry. Um, okay. They've spent so much more than they spent at the Metrodome. So that's a myth. I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. I guess I'm just saying it's not like the poll ads are reaching down with their greedy fingers and telling the front office you can't spend money. They're operating within parameters. Are the poll ads going to say, hey, this year we're cool taking a $50 million bath because because we, we love you. Right. right? We just want like, to be good to you. In fact, I went through Forbes just for fun to see that exact because I think if you let's get down to the real argument here. I always go through Forbes for fun. That's, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I go to. Yeah. That was a reading the Forbes uh, hard copy magazine. You're having no fun compared to me, Rami. Yeah. So last year, or I guess this goes back to 2017 valuations, I want to say six teams and only six teams lost money from an operating perspective in Major League Baseball. Only two lost a lot of money, where they lost like double-digit millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And that'd be the Tigers, and that'd be the Marlins. The Marlins lose money because they're just a tire fire. And they had Giancarlo Stanton, and they they were just the Marlins are almost just a separate category unto themselves. So really the only team of of a group of 30 billionaires that lost that that said actively we're going to take a loss because we want to put a quality product on the field because we love our fans was the back end of the Mike Illich ownership situation who is now dead. Yes, Judd, he is dead. So but but basically <laughs> his his kids are are there now being like dad. So what the hell? So the real question is should Jim Polad raise his hand and say, "Yep, I'll take a $20 million bath so that this payroll can be $150 million and give this team a better chance. Because that's that's the real question being asked by fans here. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair to expect that of, of any owner, really. Let's say he does, all right? What's the result? Well, the, Like, when's the, the last time? The, when's the last time Mike in this? Il- Mike Illich is dead. Exactly. But, sir, but <laughs> that's the end result. But aside from, I mean, that's the end result for all of us, really. <laughs> aside from the start... Of this process, when the Yankees bought players, all right, 
You tell me. Let's say the twins say, believe it, we're paying everybody. What is the result going to pay off with a World Series championship? Because my guess is it won't. Probably not. I mean, the Red Sox outspent the league last year. So, I mean, it, it paid off for them, but they also developed a lot of that talent Bingo. that they ended up having to pay. It was it was developed within the organization, or at least acquired when it was really young, and then those guys' paydays came, and so that's how you get a payroll inflated to, to the, the degree that it is. But if you also, you if you look at the Red Sox payroll, the same is true about them as what Phil was just saying about the Dodgers. They had, tw- I think, $26 million in dead money on their payroll last year. But you can afford to do that in Boston. You have that margin of error where you can make bad signings and it doesn't necessarily kill you down the road. You don't have that luxury here. Yeah. 651-646-8255 if you want to chime in. I know, Jonathan, you were cooking up a poll. I got an idea, unless you already put one up. No, I'm typing it up. What's what's your idea? I was thinking, let's just post the question. Should should the poll ads rate should the poll ads be willing to take a multi million dollar loss? In order to increase payroll, just for fun, just because I th- I think it's going to be ninety percent yes, and you know what? On occasion, the answer should be yes. I, I wouldn't expect it that you would just buy a major league in this case inherit, but buy a major league baseball team and willingly year after year after year every year take a loss. But on occasion, when it's time and when the time is right, you should be willing to go into into the red so that your fans can experience some sort of championship success. If the situation Judd just laid out a few minutes ago was was to play out. So 2019 isn't great. 2020 is is a is a good year and you kind of start to see the seeds uh, of what you've planted here start to grow and then 2021 it's time it's time to contend and you see that in this roster that's when you that's when you dive into the deep end in a, in a market like Minnesota where Absolutely. you you go okay we're we're right there we're we're right on the precipice of doing something now now we do that thing that pushes but, us over the top. But you never build your team through that process. You right. supplement. Right, exactly. That's the key thing. If you go out and spend and spend and spend and try and build it, you're going to lose. 651-646-8255. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500. Climb 53 or 105 floors for the Capella Tower in, in downtown Minneapolis on February 16th for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's 2019 Big Climb Minneapolis. You can help fight fight blood cancer and join Team Mackey for only $15. Join us at scorenorth.com, keyword climb now. Can I add one more note to that yeah. too? Just So a year and a half ago is when my mom passed away from a rare form of blood cancer. And we're looking to raise money for, for the cause. We're looking to knock out blood cancer. So I just made a little website as part of the big climb. We're going to climb a skyscraper, like Jonathan just said, in a month from now. If you go to MackeyLLS.com, MackieLLS.com. You can either join our team and climb with us, or you can just donate and help us get rid of blood cancer. So MackieLLS.com. $5, $500. It's all appreciated. So, Are you climbing inside or outside the skyscraper? So I'm going to climb the outside like Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. I was going to uh, say, Rami, you, one thing we still haven't told you. Phil is Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. It's a small thing. Don't worry about it. That's not something we mention often. How many stairs are we talking about approximately? Well, 53 stories. Okay. And what is there? Probably 12, 12 steps per story. So that sounds right. Do some math there. What type of shape are you in these days? Better shape than I was last year. Last year was my first one. I hadn't worked out in six months leading up and just rolled into this. Big, I almost passed out nine times. You're going to put this. So bad. You're going to live stream this, right? 
So at, at the <laughs> just selfie at, stick this whole thing. At the end of the, at, I, I got to the fifty third floor last mm-hmm. year, and I pulled out my phone as I'm like ready to black out, <laughs> and I and I tried to. I thought I was recording just. I thought I was the cinematographer of the year. Just I've got my phone mm-hmm. out, and here I I went back and looked at the footage, and it was all just like, it was it was my feet, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably delirious. <laughs> so, uh, write that down. Predictions and an accountability session coming up soon here. And Rami's first crack at yes, some sir. Write that down predictions. I got some good ones, I think. All right, I think so. We'll, we'll be the judge. <laughs> exactly, <of that>. Rami. <laughs> you don't tell us what's good. <laughs> so, all right, we've got we've got phone lines open. Where the question we posed as we talk about Twins payroll and relievers coming off the books or coming off the free agent board. And the Twins right now, if the season started today, they'd have a payroll under $100 million. It would be 35 or $40 million less than their payroll was last year. And so our question is, should the poll ads take a multi-million dollar loss, if that's what it takes, to raise the payroll to a competitive place? And right now, 61% say yes. I'm shocked at how low that is. 61% say yes on the Score North Twitter account. And 39% say no. So... Let's uh, hand it over to Pete in St. Paul. You're on with Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hi, guys. Phil, sorry to hear about the loss of your mother. But? Um, say, you know, as a season ticket holder, I really don't get caught up in the, the payroll, how much it is. I, I get more caught up and frustrated with the bad signings, okay? So if we spend $90 million but we're competitive at the end of the year, I'm, I'm good with it. It's the bad signings. The other thing, too, though, is... Phil, don't insult us by telling us Boston didn't buy their title or they did it the right way. When you sign guys like David Price, Chris Sale, and and Rick Percello, you bought a title. Chris Sale was a I trade. Mean, I take those. Okay, trade, but you take on his you take on his payroll, right? You take on a good chunk of that. You've bought a title. Now, you may have some guys that came up through your system, but give me those three guys and put them on the Twins this year and we'll compete. I guarantee it. That's the frustration. And so, you know, I, I, I fully well expect we're not going to spend with New York and Boston and such, but they're spending a lot of money on free agents and trades. And, and if you want to look at a model franchise, look at Oakland maybe Kansas City, some others, but not those. That's just not realistic. But it's also not realistic. This is where we keep going back to the same argument. And Pete, thank you for the phone call, and thank you for the the kind words about my mother. I really thought he was going to pull the, really sorry to hear that your mom died, but, but I'm going to take you behind the woodshed for your twin sticks. <laughs> well, you sort of did. <laughs> you got to ease into it. took him some time to get there. <laughs> um, but so Fangraphs posted a piece. This might be a little outdated because it's, it's probably two and a half years old now. The Boston Red Sox, just from a TV revenue standpoint, bring in three times as much money per year. They bring in close to $100 million in TV revenue every year and also more merchandise revenue, and it's a bigger market. And so so when you say, well, Boston went out and they signed this free agent pitcher, that free agent pitcher, right. But the core question is, so their ownership group is not taking a loss on that because they have more revenue coming in. So what you're really saying is you want Jim Polad to lose like $50 million a year. And, I'm, and, that, and that's open for discussion right now. That's the question we have on the table. Well, I think what he was saying more than he expects the Polads and the Twins to spend as much as the Red Sox, he was saying 
don't tell me that they didn't buy their championship in Boston. To a degree, they certainly did. Absolutely. I mean, David Price was not cheap. But like I said in the last segment, a lot of the guys who are getting big bucks on the Red Sox right now are guys who they developed, brought up through their own system, and they earned those big contracts, and it was time for for the Red Sox to pay the piper. He brought up Chris Sale. I pulled up his contract. He's still on his rookie deal. He has one more year left of service time. So that was just a savvy trade on their part. And they gave up the number one prospect in all of baseball to get him. Porcello is a trade, too. Porcello is a trade, too. That's right. So they can afford to give up assets both in in money, in financials, and in prospects and players when they make trades like that because they have a wider margin for error. You can say that they bought the title because you look at their payroll, and yeah, it's much bigger than the Twins and, and teams like the Twins. But they also have that margin for error, and they developed a lot of their own talent. Because there's no cap in in this league, it's senseless to talk about certain teams. The Red Sox, the Yankees. I mean, we can, yes, they're in the Twins League, and so are the Pirates and and small market teams. The team that he brought up that's a better point, I think, and a comparable to why can't you do this more is Oakland. Oakland plays in an awful ballpark, and, and now the issue with Oakland is they pop up, and then they'll regress, and then they'll come back in three years. Um, what I, but... I think we're asking for something here. It's just that that with a new executive team in place, there's going to have to be some trust, which is we're asking for this these guys to build up a competitive team that can stay competitive in its division for an extended period of time. And listen, the Twins have made a ton of mistakes. The Polads have too. Terry Ryan was fantastic as a GM for a long time. And then he, he, he ran his course and was basically done. And the twins kept going to that well for too long and it didn't work. They should have made a move before they did. But it's not as if we don't want something from the twins. We all do. The argument or disagreement is how do you get there? And if you're going to try and compare them to the Yankees or Boston, that's, we can do it, but it's not a, a conversation that's going to be, um, something that we can engage in for a lengthy period of time because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found my uh, I found my Forbes magazine rolled up. I uh, just went down to the bathroom there real quick nice. and grabbed it. So I found I found it. But uh, it's not so, red flagged. So no, it is. No. Uh, according to Forbes, and this I think these latest numbers are from the 2017 calendar year. Could be wrong there. But just to illustrate this, there's there's no salary cap. There's no the revenue sharing is much different in baseball and much less vast than it is in the NFL. In the NFL, their revenue sharing is set up so that Buffalo, New York can compete with Los Angeles in terms of finances and free agents and things, right? Baseball is not set up that way. So, But but I think the, the overarching thought is, well, there's no salary cap, so go spend with the Yankees and the Red Sox. But the reality is the Twins brought in, according to Forbes, $261 million in gross revenue. Now, that I'm sure Dave St. Peter might tell that's not right, right? But let's just go with Forbes. $261 million in revenue. The Yankees brought in $619. It's a half billion dollars more or, or a third billion dollars more than the Twins brought in in revenues, okay? Now, there's some sharing that goes in. Uh, the Dodgers, five hundred. The Dodgers were more than double what the Twins brought in. The Cubs, the Red Sox, all over four hundred fifty million dollars in revenue. So when we talk about why don't they spend, why don't they spend? It's it, you, you're literally saying they would have to take a multi million dollar bath and a loss, which I think they should be willing to do on a semi regular basis when they're in contention. 
Let's take one more on this here, and then we'll. Cole in St. Paul. You're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. Hey, guys. How you doing? I think what Pete was trying to say was that uh, the Red Sox going to pick, get Tier 1 free agents, and we always sign Tier 2 or Tier 3 free agents. Or when we go get Mike Lamb, a Tier 4. And I would say that... <laughs> Mike uh, Lamb, man. No, oh, that was a great callback. Yeah. And I would say that, like, Nelson Cruz is, at this age, a Tier 2 or Tier 3 free agent. I also would ask for you to explain a little bit more about the revenue sharing. Have a great day. Thanks a lot, guys. You're cool. doing great. Thank you, Cole. Appreciate it, man. We should. I don't know how deep in the weeds revenue of revenue sharing, sharing we want to go on. <laughs> the Hour show, three but. of revenue yeah. sharing coming oh up God. next. Good God, uh, is that not good radio? Explaining revenue sharing yeah. in detail. Well, here's uh, just in terms of revenues. So here's something interesting. The Oakland A's are the bottom revenue team in baseball, right next to the Tampa Bay Rays, and both were around two hundred fifteen million dollars in revenue. Which isn't that far off from where the Twins are, 260 million. So we think, well, the Twins have a lot more money to spend than the A's do, right? No, you're a hell of a lot closer to the to the Rays of the world than you are to the Yankees of the world. Yes. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Can you be as smart as some of those teams and and as diligent and develop? And that's that's the path. And the I, Rays are incredibly smart. Yeah. Yep. We can actually squeeze in one more here. TJ's been on hold from Wisconsin. Hey, TJ. What's up, guys? Good show. Hey, uh, quick note on the Red Sox. I don't think people understand. I mean, I've tried to get tickets when I've been there two innings into a game and people don't even sell them. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they, 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 they hold such high value on those tickets and they get a lot of money. But I think the big thing is, for me, Twins, remember back we had uh, Santana and Liriano. The team was doing really well. And I, I might get the years wrong, but remember when Cliff Lee was on the trading block? Yep. All I want is that when the Twins develop great players and we have got a chance, then go out and spend the big money on someone who can really solidify the roster and give you a chance to go deep. I don't want to spend money now. That's like anybody voting yes on your poll. Those are the people whose New Year's resolution to lose weight, and they don't change their diet or work out. They just take a pill. <laughs> it's like it, it's not going to make a long-term success. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, TJ, hey, thanks thanks for the phone call, man. Is there a pill? There if a pill? there was, I'd be taking it right now <laughs> instead of being on the stinking diet. <laughs> Eating like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> By the way, the poll is up to 67% saying that they should spend and take a multi-million dollar loss to raise the payroll. So it's getting closer to the percentage I think you were expecting, Phil. Which was, I thought it was Do you realize, Phil, though, that, that you have tried to sort of lay this out or explain it for four or five years now, and every year it's the same thing? People are never going to, baseball fans are never going to back off. Until there's a salary cap, which there won't be in this league, baseball fans are never, ever, across the board, too, not just us, going to back off the contention that my team is cheap. My team should do more. And I feel I feel like such a condescending ass every time we have this conversation because I'm just, like, berating fans. Sort of what I like I about you. I, I don't know. I mean, don't stop. <laughs> right. Just trying to have a little self-awareness. but uh, Should we make some predictions and hold each other accountable? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Write that down. Absolutely. Streaming also live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter slash Periscope if you want to see our ugly mugs make bad predictions.